Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. Today's podcast is sponsored by our friends at Connors and Ferris. Mike Catalana, I'm Jenna Cottrell. Dan Fate's still at home on paternity leave. A couple things. So we want to do our five takeaways from training camp, but we also want to do a recap of what went down today on the last day of training camp. And please be sure to like, comment, subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy our content as well as we're now saying share it with a friend. So yes. there, there is that as well. Um, okay, By the way, I, I just wanted to say officially, that is the longest I've ever been quiet. That's true. Also, I, I got scared that we weren't recording, but we're <laughs> recording because still trap over here. All right. Um, today, last day of camp. Wow. Things got a little fiery today. So we're watching practice, and I'm thinking, well, it's the last one. It's uh, kind of cruising through. Yeah. They were supposed to be done early. And then all of a sudden... I see Steph Diggs running to the sidelines in pain, trainers around him. And you're like, "Uh uh-oh. Oh, but it was just starting at that point. So, Stephon Diggs, we talked to him as he was leaving practice. He says he's fine. He's not dealing with an injury or anything like that. But to set it up, so Diggs was being guarded by Kair Elam, who was getting handsy. And uh, Diggs was not happy about that at all. So he went down after the play. He kind of hopped to the sidelines like you talked about. Yeah, it was hard to tell what happened physically. Correct. But he was in pain. It was more of a, I think the right word is acute pain. Like it was bang he was hurt and then once he got up it had subsided he was fine there's no issue when he jumped into his very nice automobile when we saw him in the parking lot he was fine but it was really just getting started yeah because after that the next rep Kair Elam was guarding Trent Sherfield and Kair Elam once again was getting pretty handsy with Trent Sherfield he was able to break up the pass but the route ended right in front of Ken Dorsey to which Ken Dorsey the Bills offensive coordinator goes up to Kair and you can tell him kind of saying like hey man (laughs) what are you doing you're being really aggressive here it's practice all this stuff and Kair kind of gets in his face as well and then Kair comes back to the Bills defensive sidelines and then after that you see Diggs. Stephon Diggs running over to have a word with Kair Elam after that. Yeah, this was, um, it was real. It was not um, long. It was only the few minutes, but it was real. Like, it's a lot of practice. Elam's the kind of guy that gets under their skin. Yeah. And it's not about talking with Elam. It's about the way he plays physically. And in practice, you know, the thing you want, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. No. It can happen. It's a different feel in practice even when they're playing tough it's a different feel but Elam pardon me pisses people off when he plays he just does and one of those people is Diggs and it was like 
a bit of hold me back. Yeah. And they went at it a little bit. I mean, again, it wasn't a fight. No. But, I mean, it's twice. I see Diggs coming to the sidelines, once in pain, the next time yelling at somebody. And... It was spirited. It was. That's a good word. That is a good word. It's skirmish. It's... What's the word? Spirited. What's the other one you had? Oh. Kerf- kerfuffle? kerfuffle? Was it a kerfuffle? Did I say kerfuffle? I think you had that word. Isn't that a word? It is a word, but... It was, it was definitely know. angry. Where am and I? Then, I <laughs> then I'm seeing Josh doing some talking, Knox yelling across. This offense yeah. and defense thing yeah. goes on. This one was a little more, I say, personal because Elam does that. That's the way he plays. I think it's two things. I think he gets under the other player's skin on offense, and I think because he is so aggressive in terms of his hands, in terms of, you know, it's not – I think it's borderline holding, but yeah. the way that that plays out, especially in practice, those guys on offense do not like that one bit. No, and look, but you're Kyrie Elam. You're fighting to be a starter. Oh, yeah. You're always fighting. He does have that personality. I know he's a teammate. I don't think he's out there saying, oh, he's, he's my friend that's yeah. playing on offense. I don't think he's wired that way. No. I think he's like, I'm out here fighting for my spot and yeah. my position, and there was a little defense back and forth with the offense. You see some of that. It does go on. But I was a little surprised McDermott just didn't blow to whistle and call camp at that point. I was. I, I thought the same thing. I was yeah. like, all right, uh, things are getting scrappy. Because then after that, there was a play. A fight kind of breaks out at the line of scrimmage. Uh, I, Tommy Doyle. He's 11 feet tall. Yeah, yeah, Tommy Doyle was involved in it. You hear yeah. Dawson Knox yelling, get him, Tommy. <laughs> It was just like a wild kind of scene. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's the end of camp. They've been here since July 26th. It's a lot of time, you know. I mean, it's like... You really know your teammates. (laughs) Yeah, it's like Jenna actually gets annoyed with me after a while. Can you believe it? I'm I'm impressed we didn't murder each other at one point today. It's been a lot of Mike and Jenna time. Yeah, yeah. Dan will be back Dan, we miss you. Think about it. Dan's the peacemaker. Well, I know how to I know how to deal with you. Yeah. There are times though. Yeah. We have a fine system at work. Yeah. Got quite a lot of fines. Yeah. I had some senior moments during this camp. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, I can't, I can't judge that. But all right. In terms of other stuff that I wanted to note. Um, yeah. Terrell Bernard left right before team drills yeah. with the trainers. Did not come back in terms of practicing, but you did see him on the field. later on after practice yeah i saw him talking to other people he looked fine but again sometimes a guy has an injury and he's standing there because i don't know his uncle his brother somebody's there it wasn't in tremendous pain that he couldn't do anything i just saw him on the field it was right at the end so hopefully that he is fine uh he and dodson have their competition going on and what did sean say sean mcdermott was asked just about the position battles in general and he said you know there's there's two guys, and one really hasn't solidified themselves. One has a good day. The other one has a better day. Take that to come to me in the middle linebacker spot. And here's what I have noticed, too. Um, Tyrell Dodson, mm-hmm. I talked about it before, him going over, you know, dapping up all of his teammates before the start of practice. This might seem like a small note, but when the Bills, the defense is, like, switching fields, he's always got to be first. Yeah. Which – Again, you talk about those small little details, but I think that's something that matters to him. And that's the type of thing that kind of does stand out to Sean McDermott. Now, I don't even know if McDermott's aware of that, but that was something where I noted where I'm like, 
he was in a straight heat between yeah. him and AJ Klein. Yeah. And you could tell for Dotson, he was like, all right, oh, they're, clap- oh, they're clapping wow. for us. That's they're nice. not. <laughs> no, he does. He, he does carry himself like a starter. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would say. Now, yes, that's, that's a, not. That's a good way to put it. Right. That that's, doesn't mean you are going to be the starter. Mean, that's not the tape. I don't know what the tape will show. Yeah. But the difference between the two is they have seen Tyrell in the position. They have to try to say, what will he look like if we make him the guy for 17 games? And then on the other side, Bernard is an impressive guy physically. And he can run. He can make plays. They haven't really seen him at all in the defense. So I haven't seen that uh, outward uh, leadership that we would expect. Mm -hmm. Bernard is a very composed guy, bright kid. I think he can play. But, but you make a good point. When you're watching, if you're just standing there watching, Tyrell Dodson looks like a starter, I would agree. Yeah. But, with, with I mean, I, I don't said. think it's wrapped up right now. So we'll see how yeah. it goes in terms of Saturday, what that rep count looks yeah. like. Uh, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs will not play on Saturday, but most of the other starters. Well, well, let's talk about that. I wouldn't play them. I keep saying this. I would not play them for a second in the preseason. I think that's fair. That, I think, goes against the Sean McDermott way, though. <sighs> Why, why are they playing? Why? Why would you play Josh? I know. I mean, last season, I felt like before we saw him for halves of the preseason, oh, yeah. all this stuff. Last year it was a, a sequence, a series, and then it was a little bit more than that at another point. But So you've got to say, when is, when is the preseason ending? Because even before, they always play him the third game, and then it was like 12 days before they played yeah. their first game. You know, a couple years ago, Josh played a ton in the game against the Packers and then played lousy against the Steelers a week, two weeks later. And then last year, he played a limited amount of time in, what, the second preseason game. And then he got on a roll to start the season and played really well out in L.A. So I'm just looking at it and saying, do we really think these few reps matter? I, I, I I don't think. Wow. You know what it is? It's the staff here. They're they, celebrating. They a deserve bit. to celebrate. Yeah. They've had. They they've, were working they've, hard. They've did a lot of work over these last couple of weeks. Or would you play him in the game? No. 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 I and would I don't not. think Diggs is playing. Why would you put Diggs out there? What is? What difference does it make? I don't want. Put him in bubble wrap. Yeah. It's fine. Everything yeah. will be fine. That. That's how I feel about it. Um, Tim Settle had two nice knockdowns today, but yep. one of which was caught by Dalton Kincaid in the <laughs> end zone on the kind of that broken play. It's got good hands. It epitomizes um, Kincaid's camp. Yes. Everything seemed to work for him. Yes. He looked great, seemed to catch everything, even the ones he wasn't supposed to catch. You're right, Tim Settle. And then he had that play, and it was kind of funny. Even Josh, after the play, was like shaking his head. He knew he got away with one oh, there. Yeah. But Settle made a nice play, and he showed up. And look, they're expecting that. I think they were a little disappointed in him last year. Yeah. And I think they expect more out of him. So these are flash plays that you see. But that was in a pretty intense 11-on-11. All the starters and Settle was out there and he made a nice play. Yeah. Sorry, I'm a little bit distracted because Matt Bove of Channel 7 is texting us for a bunch of stuff that we don't have. So wow. sorry, Matt. Um, all right, other things. Diggs burned Trey White yeah. in some one-on-one work. And I think... I think we've kind of mentioned this, but if I'm Trey White, I am a little bit frustrated because there are – he's playing some nice defense, and he's gotten a couple back, but it's like sometimes the way Josh Allen places the ball and just digs and how explosive he is, it's, it's unguardable. 
it also helps that nobody can hit Josh. Yes. So yes. So if you're a corner, you're but like. So you're frustrated. Like it you is. could tell that Trey was frustrated, and I was like, yeah, I would, I would feel the same way. But I would tell you this: Trey's had really good coverage, yeah. and the throw and the catch are usually better. Mm-hmm. But come on, it's a tough enough job playing corner in this league when the quarterback knows he's fine, and he's wearing the red shirt. It makes it even easier for yeah. them. Yeah. Even the defenders, like they're not getting near his feet. Mm-mm. They shouldn't be. No. So. I agree with you. It's frustrating because they are hyper-competitive. But even with that, I think Trey White looks – I think he's looked really good. I, no, I, I completely agree. But why do I love that one? So Diggs makes the catch. It's right to the end zone over here. And then the crowd, the crowd cheers everything Diggs does. But it was great. And then he jumps up on the little scaffolding area over there. And he's clapping, and yeah, he's a showman. He, he really, really is. is. Yeah. He has fun. He wear. I feel like he wears his emotions on his sleeve. There's nothing like the Josh effect. Like us watching oh Josh gosh. today. I mean, we can show a little bit of that. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. He went around slapping really hands nice. yeah. with all the fans. You know, he would have been a month and a half if he was signing autographs, and he signed a ton. But he was doing that. But the excitement some fans have when Diggs is around yeah. is different. It is like Diggs. What did I say to you? In every part of Diggs, it's it's quick twitch movements. Yes. Or quick twitch things he says. Like, that is Diggs. And when he's around people, they just, and they yell, Diggs. It's yeah. just constant. He um, loves it. He does. He is an absolute star. It is, yeah. It's. I don't think it's fair to say one and 1A, is it? It's one and two with he and Josh. Yeah, I mean. Josh is such a Josh is one. like a household name but at I got to tell you, man, Diggs is... As popular a player as they have had with this franchise, yeah. you know, it's Josh, but then Diggs is as popular as any other guy who's ever played with the fans. Yeah. Like, all these guys in the years past, I'm talking about way back, were popular. But Diggs is beloved, man. Fans just, they love watching him and they love being around him. That they certainly do. All right, yeah. I will say my last and final note I had is um, from practice today. We've seen Josh Allen's hair so much. Normally on the sidelines, he'll have his helmet kind of like cocked back or he'll have a hat on. It's been all flow. Let me tell you something. If I had that amount of hair, I'd be showing it off all the time too. Uh, But Josh is is a hat-wearing, helmet-wearing guy. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, he's... You know, We caught a hair flip too from him Oh, I know. I know. It was like... It really was. It's funny. I saw and didn't mention and you're like, oh, hair flip from Josh. Yeah. Like on the sidelines. Then he would sometimes put the helmet back. So he actually was sat in an interview with us. When was that? In the spring? That was weird. We were like, we literally said we're like, no hat. He's like, you guys can laugh. But like, look at all the old interviews. Always a hat. Also, when you're around someone so much, you notice those little things. Right. And so when they don't, it's like when someone like shaves their mustache, you're like, or like their beard, you're like, wait, something is different yeah and then you're like oh and then we mentioned hmm. it to a few of like carl jones works at uh, channel eight in rochester and he was like oh no i've seen it too yeah. the hair is prominent even prominent. running around sometimes yeah no baseball hat i will say this has probably been in terms of i feel like from my perspective one of the most successful camps that yeah. i've been to in terms of being at fisher and just the fan involvement a but b like I feel like this team, and and this can kind of transition us into talking about the takeaways. Right. My my one of my takeaways is just this team. This felt very much like a. It did feel like it's so cliche. The business trip, 
But I felt like this team really had a goal when they got here. I felt like it was very dialed in. There wasn't a lot of distractions. They interacted with fans, and that was amazing. But it felt like a more tuned-in group than maybe we've seen in the past. The proper mix of football and fans. Yeah. I think it is a nice diversion for the players to have the fans around. Sometimes the fans help with the energy. Mm -hmm. uh, and I thought it worked. Yeah. I thought it worked the whole time. It was organized. The practices were very consistent. Yeah. And sometimes people are like, why don't they do the night practice? Why don't they? I get it. But coaches and even players yeah. like a bit of a routine. I can't even express how much NFL players are creatures of oh, habit. They love it. And so when you, even the one day was weird. They started at, what, 11? 11.45. It was weird. Yeah. It was a strange day. This was efficient. Um, they seemed to get their work done. Uh, there was, a, you know, like today, there was a couple of times where it got heated. But honestly, the weather held up. They thought maybe yeah. they were going to have to go inside today. And then the weather's held up. Um, and the fans here just showed up. It was great. Yeah. The response was great. And so all in all, if I'm betting on it, um, they're back here next year. Yeah. But it's going to be a year-to-year -year thing. But I think they were very happy with the way things went. Comparing it to last year, too, when the Bills were Super Bowl favorites, I felt like they kind of had that air of like, our shit don't stink a little bit, <laughs> if I'm being completely real. Like it was almost not like pompous, but like, yeah, we're the Super Bowl favorites. And I feel like it's not that they don't have confidence in themselves, because obviously they do. But this felt like a little bit more like, no, we're here to work. Yeah, I agree with you. That's why I said I think the tone was right. And they seem to get a lot done. Now, look, this guy's got nicked up. Even the, yeah. some of the stuff we talked about today, sometimes you don't really know, and then all of a sudden you'll hear something. But up to this point, and by the way, camp still continues in that camp mode for yeah. a little while yeah. in Orchard Park. It's different because you don't have the fans there, but it still continues. But to go from July 26th to August 10th and would appear to be get a lot of work done, all their practices went on on time, no delays, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And... He got out of it pretty healthy at this point, I think is a positive. I, I agree. I, I'd say top to bottom football-wise, I think this was the best camp I've seen here at Fisher. I, I would agree with that. All right, another takeaway you have? On the camp itself? Yeah. Um, honestly, I would say it's funny you mentioned the Super Bowl um, the way it was last year where everybody was thinking that way, but I thought – Oddly, the fans were more excited this year than they were last year. They were excited last year, but it was it was different. I thought this year there was just a lot of energy in the place. And maybe it's because, you know, it's funny. Some of the people working here would say, hmm, it's not as full as yesterday. Yeah. Telling you, all of this, yeah. there was people all around. And I think that helps. I think the people should take a little pride in that. And I know it's tough to get the tickets. I got to yeah. say, it's tough to get the tickets. But I had to get some for my parents and I couldn't. Yeah, it's it was basically sold out for free tickets. But yeah. I think it was really good, The not here, but up in Orchard Park when you got 30-plus thousand people there to watch mm -hmm. is cool. But at Fisher, it's a little different. You're a little more intimate. It's a little closer. And uh, I thought it was good. I All thought right. it was good. My takeaways in terms of uh, the team, yeah. other things, I think Dalton Kincaid will have a prominent, seems too strong, but I think he will be a, an important piece of this Bills offense. From what we've seen at camp, and we've talked, I mean, I feel like we've all raved about him, and even Sean McDermott was like, you know, let him get through a practice, let him get through a camp. But just what we've seen from him, 
I went from being like, ha, how are the Bills going to work him in and all this stuff. But And look, he hasn't had NFL action yet. But from what we've seen from camp, I think it's gone better than I even expected. Yeah, because he just looks the part. And it's yeah. funny, we were talking about Tyrell Dodson carrying himself like a starter. Yeah. Dalton Kincaid does. Yeah, he does. I mean, he's a, he's a rookie. He's never played. So he's you've never been tackled in an NFL game before. Yeah. And he's going to get that experience. Likely he's going to play, I'm assuming. He's a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how that happens. And this is not guaranteeing numbers because you never know. Yeah. But honestly, Jenna, we watch a lot of snaps here. He's out there all the time. All the time. All the time. Which takes me to one of the things I was going to say off of that is very quiet camp for many reasons for Dawson Knox. Yeah. I mean, Knox he had a good Knox. day today. But, oh, he did. Oh, yeah. no. There's nothing wrong. No. But we, our eyes are on Kincaid. Mm-hmm. They're out there in two tight end sets. Yeah. And he made a lot of plays. Like, yeah. you know, that's what you want to see a guy do. So yeah. I know they were trying to get him going with it, and I think Knox is still going to be his role. But it was kind of funny to see the way, certainly passing-wise. I mean, yeah. there were way more targets to Kincaid than there was to Knox. That's why I was so surprised, and that's why I feel like I just was uh, not expecting that as yeah. much. So I feel like that's he's one of my takeaways of, like, I think he will have an even bigger role than we expected on offense. Another thing off the offense um, in terms of we've talked a lot about Diggs and right. just him being on another level, so maybe to change it up a little bit. I think Deontay Hardy and Trent Sherfield can offer a change of pace that maybe I, coming into the season, didn't think that they could really boost this wide receiver's room. Um, but I feel like I've seen some stuff from them and some flashes and speed and things like that where um, I, I was curious. I'm like, you know, did Brandon Bean do enough to bolster that room? And after after the camps that they both had and kind of seeing the way they fill out the room and Khalil Shakir and all that, um, I was impressed. And I feel like the Bills can really potentially have almost an X factor in terms of what that wide receiver three could bring. Yeah, Um they're both professional receivers, the way they run routes, the way they carry themselves, yeah. mature guys. Um, and I said this, maybe it was a couple of days ago, love Isaiah McKenzie, but he's a different breed of cat, as they would say. Yeah. He just is. Yeah. And I, I see him as he was always sort of a gadget guy and he never really embraced the role of being a starter where they needed him. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's going to be an issue for these guys. They will play their special teams. Mm-hmm. They will play their role they will be ready i think they're more disciplined players yeah and but talent wise i mean surefield can play inside and out and hardy can be they can line him up in a bunch of different places and hide him in some places i mean he is small but i'm with you i think both of those guys will have a role and shakir just like his personality he's just like steady steady I would love to see him get some targets this year. I would too. I thought he had a decent camp. Yeah. I wasn't like, wow. I, I There was a couple drops, a couple balls he would want back. Yeah. But um, just in terms of that wide receivers room, I was like, okay, you know what? Uh, let's talk defense. Yeah. I have one, and then you can, probably, you can do the Go last ahead. one. Greg Rousseau, I expect him to have a breakout season. Mm-hmm. I think what we've heard from the guys on the team, Vaughn Miller, Jordan Phillips, uh, other players talking about what he adds, Eric Washington, Eric Washington, excuse me, his defensive line coach, like 
I feel like year one, it was setting the foundation. Year two, it was kind of like, how do you build on that? And now in year three, adding the mental component with his size, with his strength, the physicality, all that stuff. I have very high expectations for what he can bring. And the Bills would love for that to be the case. Yeah. I mean, he looks great for this camp. Yeah. And it'll be interesting. I, I think... I've kind of accepted that Bond's not playing the beginning of the year. No, yeah, and it, and he it doesn't need to, way. I feel like, either. Uh, by the way, it was almost, I was in his way very briefly today while we were doing something, and I turn around, and I see this giant human being. He's got a smile on his face. I just, excuse me, Mr. He Miller. truly does have muscle on muscle. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and on the other side is Leonard Floyd. I'm going to get to the guys I was talking about. By the way. I talked to you guys before about the mistake I made with Malcolm Floyd saying yes. the name. So I'm walking to into camp. Josh Allen's walking next to me. So me. All he wanted was some quiet time. And you're like, oh, excuse me, Josh. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm walking right next to him. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. And I said, hey, I said the wrong thing to Vaughn the other day about Floyd. And I said, Malcolm. And he goes, he's a poke. Yeah. He's Wyoming. Yeah. And Josh was like, I go, he didn't know him. He goes, he didn't know him. How did he not know him? I go, I think he played against him. Yeah. And Vaughn knows everything or remembers everything. You're 13. <laughs> In part of my Take podcast, he must have mentioned the year 13 like six times. It was, was funny. Talking. It's it so was good. funny. It was good. But anyhow, that's my long way to say, and I bothered Josh Allen walking into camp. But the other part I wanted to say is the AJ and Epinesa things got me there a little bit. I was talking about a guy borderline roster yeah. and then Sean McDermott talked about him being a pivotal piece to the defense. Do we think that's trade bait though? No. No, no, no. No. I mean, come on. It's AJ Epinesa. I mean, trade bait is I, I any player like that going into the final year of a deal is a sixth rounder. Like that's just the way yeah, it goes yeah. in that level. No, no, no. I, I don't no, think no, so. no. I mean, it could mm, Oh, I just hit myself. You were being. No, no, no. Oh, I was being what? Me. (laughs) Oh man, I'm annoying. I'm Uh, getting. Well, I. No, I. I was very surprised. First of all, for Sean to say that is a lot. Shocking. And he pivotal, pivotal piece. So let's see. I mean, we have a little bit of time before we talk about the cuts. I know some people have their 53-man projections in January, but I don't uh, like that. Yeah, I mean, God, you got to watch them play a little bit, but. Um, yeah, I, I was I was surprised, and he's a guy that they must really still have a plan for. So good for him. Is that your fifth takeaway, or do that you have was, another one? No, I mean, I in terms of the defense, since we were talking defensive line, and you have Rousseau on that side, uh, I still think to the other. I think Dodson's going to start the year. I do too. That would be the case, but well, let's see what happens when they get snaps in the preseason, and. Oh, the last one I wanted to mention is I think there's still a chance that Christian Benford could be starting at cornerback two in week one, be two years in a row him starting at corner. You're not going to agree with me. No, I see it. Oh, okay. I, I definitely see it. Yeah. I, I, he's, he's right there yeah. with everything. I, again, I think he just has those instincts. Kyer, too, He's very handsy, and they're not going to let that slide, the refs. are uh, yeah. Like, you're not going to get away with that as a young guy. So that would be a, a well, point still, of, of contention or concern if I'm Sean McDermott. And you still have Dane Jackson, and I've mentioned this multiple times. They trust him because Dane's been out there. But just like in these other positions, there's trust, and then there's talent. 
And yes. Levi Wallace, they trusted, but they needed better talent to, to move on from him. And Dane is that guy like that can play, but I think they believe both Benford and Elam obviously are more physically talented. Yeah, but the question is, which guy's going to start? And we'll see. We'll see. I'd love to talk to Christian Benford. Yeah. Just to pick his brain. So I feel like we've talked so much to Kair Elam. Yeah. I think that would be something that would be interesting. We'll get a chance. Yeah, know. we'll do that yeah. at some point. Um, all right. Anything else you want to add? What Not a good they, camp. It, well, it really was. And uh, so, oh, real quick thing. Uh, we have a public appearance coming oh. up August the 23rd. Um, and we are going to be doing uh, a uh, season preview. Yes. Um, well, tell everybody where we're heading. Three Heads Brewery in yep. downtown Rochester, yep. which actually, it's a great spot yeah. regardless, so I was pumped we were doing that. But I think it's going to be really fun, kind of like a live recording of yep. Buffalo Plus. Uh, you get to just hang out with us, yeah, which it's you're in the area. It's 530 to 7. Uh, yep, and you can uh, sign up. Uh, the, the information, I posted the, um, the basic information where you can sign up, and we'll put it in the notes here too, so you can go ahead and if you see this in the podcast. Uh, and I think it's going to be fun. It's the first time we've done this. We're yeah. looking forward to doing more of these things. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. But uh, it's coming up. So that would be, uh, well, it's, I guess it's a week from next Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. two weeks from yesterday. Yes, yeah, if you want, there's a registration. Uh, it's through Leadership Rochester. It's their event. Yeah. So you can register. It includes a few beers and some wings, I believe. So you can see all the details. Uh, I believe if you're there at the bar hanging out, it's okay to watch. Yeah. But I think you might want to sign up because you might want to sit and have a couple. It's great stuff. Yeah. Um, that they're going to have some things there for people. So, yeah. I'm excited. My parents are coming up. Really? Yeah, they are. Oh, this is I'm excited. Fun. I'm excited. Uh-huh. Yeah, Big Ben will be there, so no ben pressure. Wow, look out. Here we go. I'll have my mom knit me another scarf. <laughs> First question to the audience. Val Cottrell, go ahead. <laughs> Did you really wear that? <laughs> Just kidding, Mom. I love you. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, anything else? No, Dan will be back next week. Uh, he's he's so itchy. He's chomping at the content bit. Yes. He's just he's missing it. Yeah, he is. But uh, he's a girl dadding it up uh, with yeah. the two. He's, the family's doing awesome. So, yes, yeah. Yes. We'd love to hear that. Week. And we'll be up at the game on Saturday. So, we'll have yes. a report after the game. We'll have a report before the game as well. Yep. As well as after the game. Plenty more coverage on the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. Oh, Media Near Full. That's our. Oh, I got so. I got so nervous. All right, visit the Buffalo Plus store, buffaloplusstore.com. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and tell a friend if you enjoy our content. For Mike and Dan, who's at home. Okay, bye. I'm Jada. Bye. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.